Welcome to the Therapy Deconstructed Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Wims, therapist, coach, and a UK chartered counseling psychologist. So my mission here is to talk about therapy in a way that's easy to understand and to dispel any misunderstandings and rumors about what therapy is, who it's for, and who it's not for. This podcast is my way of deconstructing the conventional wisdom and the media narratives about therapy and explaining what's what. I will offer you the tools and support needed to live the life you've always dreamed of living. So together, we can use our resources and understanding to help you to take advantage of this beautiful thing and live a life with the most possibilities. So let's pull back this curtain and remove the mystery, the secrecy, and the stigma attached to the whole thing. I don't go to therapy to find out if I'm a freak. I go and I find the one and only answer every week. And when I talk about therapy, I know what people think, that it only makes you selfish and in love with your shrink. But oh, how I loved everybody else when I finally got to talk so much about myself. This is a little bit from a song by Dar Williams entitled, What Do You Hear in These Sounds? And she's talking about therapy, obviously, and I thought it was a really appropriate quote for this week's topic on the misconceptions and misunderstandings about therapy in my podcast, because I wanted to talk a little bit about how we see ourselves and this real strive for perfection that seems to have taken over a lot of us most of the time. And as we all logically know, perfectionism traps us in a catch-22 because I don't know about you, I've met a lot of really great people, but rarely, if ever, have I met someone perfect. So if we try to be perfect, it is one of those things, I think, that we are constantly chasing our tail. And then the most catastrophic thing about it is, in the end, we're disappointed in ourselves when we aren't perfect. So I've done eight. Actually, this is my ninth episode of my podcast. And, you know, in thinking back about um, how this has started and the journey I've had recording it and just getting the whole process uh, going, I know I've made a lot of mistakes and I know (laughs) I have felt confused and overwhelmed a lot of the times. I did an episode on the microphone and how intimidating I found it and why. And I experienced a lot of self-doubt through the process. I remember the night before my first episode was to be aired, I suddenly just thought, what do I have to say? Why would anyone listen to me anyway? So what happens to us? You know, how do we lose faith in ourselves? How do we lose our sense of self? You know, a well-adjusted small child is not unsure about who they are. They're not unsure about what they have to say or what they need. And it's not a foregone conclusion to them that they have to be perfect. They're just who they are, very genuinely. There was a book I read several, I don't even know, years ago, I suppose. And I may have mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning many times. It's called The Resilience Factor. And it was written by Dr. Karen Reifick and Andrew Chate. And the resilience factor did a a lot of things for me, but one of the things it did is it mapped out very clearly 
uh, what they call thinking traps in the way in which we think about things. And in therapy, we ask you to pay attention to your thinking and what do you say to yourself? So the thinking traps really spoke to me because I thought it really clarified quite clearly for all of us some of the patterns in the way in which we talk to ourselves. And the thinking traps uh, prevent us from being resilient. You know, if I'm caught up in my head with self-doubt, it really hinders my ability to move on after a perceived mistake. Because inside my head, I'm telling myself, not only have I made a mistake, but that I'm always going to make a mistake. Or that my mistake is something about a flaw about me, not just a mistake that I can learn from and move forward. And they talk a lot about many thinking traps in the book called The Resilience Factor, so I highly recommend it. But just for today, I'm going to talk about two. Uh, The first one is jumping to conclusions. And for me, jumping to the conclusion of the negative, which is, I assume that I'm going to screw up, or I'm assuming that what I'm saying isn't going to make any sense or isn't something worth saying or hearing. So I know when I was first working on this and trying to gain the confidence to speak my truth and to talk about what I believe I know about therapy and being a psychologist, I started this podcast and I was really surprised when people complimented me. I was really surprised when people found what I said useful. Last month, I spoke to my son on an episode, the last episode about anxiety and change. And I've heard from a lot of you that it really spoke to you. And I really found myself again surprised at something I could put together and the words that I could speak along with my son would make a difference to you and that you would hear it. So jumping to conclusions in a negative way is one of those thinking traps that uh, goes around in my head quite frequently. And I work to try to pay attention to it. And the other one is personalizing. Do you do this? It's that if there's a problem, I'm instantly ready for it to be my fault. If I didn't get as many subscribers as I'd hoped or downloads on my podcast, it's my fault. I've done something wrong. It's not good enough. And once again, you know, we can make mistakes. I can make some episodes that are more interesting than others. But this thinking trap tells me not only have I done it wrong, but it's my fault fundamentally. I don't know what I'm doing. So it's a real trap of of negative thinking. And if you notice for yourself anything that sort of is a pattern for when you're scared or there's change happening or you're challenging yourself, what is the self-doubt? What is the thinking trap that you habitually go to? And it's really worth paying attention to because those are the traps that will prevent you from being resilient. They will trap you and keep you away from being able to move forward, even if you're not perfect, even if you've made a mistake. It allows you to get back up and try again. It allows you to see the good and it allows you to then challenge yourself to be better if that's what you want. So what are your traps? Where does your mind take you to justify you beating up on you? In therapy, we talk about how you talk to yourself. We think about our thinking and we really want to understand why 
we go to a negative spot. And therefore, um, once we understand why we go there, we try to pull it back and understand that that thinking is a habit and it's come from what's happened to us, not because it's true. So as I've been thinking about um, these podcasts and thinking about perfectionism (laughs) and how to do a perfect podcast, I've realized that actually my success in this arena come from me not striving to be perfect, but from actually letting go of that idea. Letting go of what I thought a podcast host was supposed to sound like, be like, what was perfect. I probably still am in the process of trying to accept what is and not make it something that I assume it should be. And I have noticed as I followed myself through this process that I can allow myself to accept who I am now in this moment, that I am this podcast host, and I am this person thinking and talking about these ideas, not someone else, not someone with a lot more subscribers or someone who seems to have better music or um, bigger following. And I can feel myself opening up to being more of myself, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be strictly defined. That's the thing. And it's not perfect, but it's authentically me. You know that feeling when you realize that you're connecting with yourself in a real way, in an authentic way. And if we think about that logically, what could be more perfect than you tapping into who you really are and feeling that joy? So, you know, being in the comfort zone, which I think I was uh, firmly in prior to uh, trying this podcast, I had the dream of doing it, but I was very much in a comfort zone of, you know, it's too hard. I don't know how to do it. That's for other people. It's something I want, but probably isn't going to happen. I allowed myself to sit in that comfort zone for quite some time. And when I pushed out of that, you know, I was frightened because I didn't know what I was doing. And every mistake seemed catastrophic. Every challenge felt so unclear that I wanted to retreat. I wanted to give up. So you have to begin to allow for mistakes because I don't know about you, but when you're learning something, you make mistakes. We were laughing the other day about learning your times tables. And I remember as a 61-year-old woman, grade school and, and really enjoying the process of memorizing my times tables. And I memorized them so well that I still can give you a very quick answer to, you know, the basic multiplication table. It was some game that we played all of the time in school and we practiced. When I started, I didn't know my times tables, but I certainly learned them because of repetition and practice. So I made mistakes, but eventually I was able to recite the times tables no problem. So when you make mistakes, if as a child I just clung on to the fact that I got seven times seven wrong this time and decided I couldn't do it and stopped, well, that would have been true because I would have stopped. But letting go of what doesn't work and then just trying again, challenging yourself, has been a big process for me throughout this podcast, is being able to sit back and look at myself and realize that even when I make a mistake, it's okay. And I can learn from that mistake and move forward. Challenging yourself to learn new things. 
and being okay with not knowing, you know, that's, that's a tough one. And I think we all spend a lot of time being fearful of not knowing, being fearful of not understanding, and being fearful that maybe we can't learn new things that that's beyond us. And so we stay comfortable, we stay quiet, we stay in a place that doesn't challenge us. Allowing uh, self-judgment to sort of pass by. I don't know that I'll ever stop jumping to conclusions in a negative way, but I notice it, I watch it, and I sort of let it just float on by. Try not to um, grab onto it, wrap myself around that idea of self-judgment and just allow the process to happen and say, okay, I'm trying to judge myself right now. I'm assuming the negative. That's what's happening. But I don't necessarily have to attach myself to that process. Sort of like watching a cloud drift by. It's there, you see it, and then it's gone. And you don't have to connect to it too much. The thing about what we do in therapy is we try to help remind ourselves to stay connected to ourselves. You know, there's there's this feeling, and I know it's difficult to describe, but I know we all know it, where we've kind of lost track of ourselves, where we're stuck in our feelings. I always liken it to being caught maybe in the ocean. And if you've ever been sort of caught with the waves coming in and the waves going out, and next thing you know, you're tumbling upside down and you can't see the top from the bottom. You get very disoriented and it's quite frightening. I feel like when we lose ourselves, when we lose a connection to ourselves, we are like tumbling in the ocean. So stopping, calming yourself, allowing yourself to see which way's up, which way's down, and just taking a really deep breath and recognizing that you're right there. Yourself is right there. You're just in your feelings and in your emotions and in your fear and in your defensiveness. So you lose track of it, lose track of who you really are. Meditation is something that I use along with therapy. I think it helps me connect back to myself when the world, you know, gets all spinning around a little bit too quickly for me. It's a chance for me to sit still and to hear me again. And I don't know, you know, what would work for you necessarily, but if it isn't meditation, maybe it's walking, maybe it's nature, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's a vacation, (laughs) maybe it's reading, maybe it's taking a nap, maybe it's talking to a good friend, maybe it's starting therapy. But to come back to yourself and to notice that all these thoughts, all these doubts, all this stuff that happens when you challenge yourself, it's just the way that our brains work. And it's It's not true. So when I think of myself as, you know, not having anything to say or not worth, you know, speaking into this microphone to whomever is listening, I remind myself that when I check in, I do feel like I have some worth. I do feel like I have something to say and I'm not perfect, but that's okay because you're not either. (laughs) And some of my favorite people are very imperfect but they're just aware of it and they don't allow it to be some fatal flaw. They don't allow it to somehow impact them in a way that prevents them from trying, prevents them from putting the next foot forward and giving it another go, prevent them from learning. Remember, learning is something I think is a big, the big reason for living. 
being curious and learning. But when you start to learn, of course, during that period, you don't know. And so beating yourself up for not knowing or beating yourself up for making mistakes, it's actually um, prevent it, will prevent you from trying, will prevent you from getting up and trying again, for sure, too. So as Karen and Andrew talked about in the resilience factor, these thinking traps that prevent us from being able to step out of our doubt and try again, give ourselves a chance, believe in ourselves. Those thinking traps that we let run automatically are actually holding us back. So in therapy, we talk about the urge to be perfect. We talk about how it feels to try and fail and how it feels to make mistakes. But being able to hold on to your sense of self lightly and allowing that to grow and change. So I know now, after nine episodes on this podcast, I am far from perfect. And I may listen back to some of my first ones at times and think, I could have done that better. I could do this differently. So I know I'm not perfect and I know that will never occur. But I do think now that it's good enough. And that's everything. It's good enough. It's the way in which I know that I can move forward and do another episode and have new ideas and talk to new people. So what are your thinking traps and how do you prevent yourself from getting back up, from being resilient? What stops you from trying again? Is it the perfectionism? Because isn't that just the saddest thing? If you prevent yourself from trying again because you're not perfect, when you know you know you don't have to be. You're good enough, just as you are in this very moment, as am I and everyone everyone involved in this podcast. We're all just trying and we're all learning. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you've learned a thing or two that you can apply today. To explore further or to get in touch with me, just visit my website at bonniewims.com. There you can book a complimentary 30-minute online video session to ask me any questions and determine if working together feels right for you. Or you can submit your questions about therapy and I'll do my best to offer answers on an upcoming episode. Remember, therapy might not be for everyone, but it may be right for you. Mm -hmm.